0: This is fucked up. I don't want to be in Minnesota for all of December. Why would that happen?
1: Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bolsby.
0: Welcome, dear listeners to xanadu cinema pleasure dome i am melissa and way over there but still in the same country for the moment is <laughs> Wendy.
1: for for the next few several moments because that was a long long way to go <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't understand how planes can be in the air for 15 hours, but that's another podcast. And what were you going to say? <laughs> it's called science, Wendy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, hey, Wendy, tell me, ab- how was Australia? Um, okay, listeners, uh, Air New Zealand Highly recommend Sky Couch, extra double. Highly recommend, like, honestly, better setup than what they have in business class. And they pay like fifteen thousand dollars per seat in business class. So, just FYI, it definitely made the 15 hour flight a lot more comfortable. Um, yeah, uh, the jet lag wasn't too bad, I think, because. You're just in the air so long that by the time you get down, your your brain's just like, I don't even know what's happening. What, mm-hmm. what is happening? We took off to return, the return flight. You'll know how this goes, Melissa. <laughs> we took off <laughs> at like 8 p.m. on Sunday. We flew into the night. It was dark outside and we slept. And when we landed, it was 3 p.m. Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how Mm -hmm. does time even work i time is Mm -hmm. just an agreed upon lie i've decided it's true
0: time is just a construct
1: when is the sun (laughs) directly overhead that's noon yes 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 but still it's a lie um australia is amazing and weird because it's definitely a different place but every place that's different like that For Americans who travel, it's often either extremely culturally different with a different language, or it's so much older than America. Australia is the same basic age as America, and they speak English, but it's still different. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it's the little things that'll catch you out. (laughs) Yeah, it's true they don't use yellow for their striping in the middle of the road right so all roads look like they're one way when you first look at them <laughs> as an american it makes it very exciting to drive um we did not see any critters that freaked me the fuck out thank you
0: it's only because you didn't notice them you didn't see them Shush, somehow that's, that's worse high.
1: Somehow that's fine, um, <laughs> but we did see lots of critters that made us go oh! Um, I did hear a kookaburra for real, and I even yes. saw one. Um, yes, that was that was magical. Uh, the f- uh, they are so friendly and chill there, mm-hmm. probably because they have health care, and decent wages, and vacation. But that's another the podcast as well. Um, no, people, people are very nice there. <laughs> The kookaburra seemed nice too. <laughs> I, I was hoping you had made friends, <laughs>
0: lifetime friends with the kookaburra. My my heart leapt with joy for a moment, but people are
1: okay too. If, I mean, he promised to send a postcard, but we'll see. Um, okay, okay. And uh, of the three cities we visited, I highly recommend Melbourne. Adelaide's cool too. Adela- so here, here's the short and skinny on that Adelaide feels like Oklahoma City. Which, mm. by the way, Melissa, Oklahoma City feels like two thousands Austin. True. So, college town, arty, funky, young, lots like great food and bars. Everywhere in Australia is cafe culture because the weather's so generally warm and nice that yeah, you mm-hmm. all every every place has a cafe. So Adelaide was cool. Uh, Melbourne feels like Chicago including the amazing public transit. And Sydney Ooh. feels like London meets Manhattan. So <laughs> incredibly stressful to drive in, very cosmopolitan, very crowded, uh very diverse. Good public transit again, but a little overwhelming when you're tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. So so those are my notes on Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did did um, you see a?
1: Did you see a? Razorback? I did not see a razorback. <laughs> um, we we saw an echidna, an echidna. Oh, echidna. oh, even better. Yeah, it's like a anteater meets a porcupine. They're so cute, oh. and they yeah and they, they are. waddle, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're um. I'm still trying to wrap my head. I did not get better at Australian accents, uh, mm-hmm. but I got more, I got a l- tiny, tiny little bit better, mostly on the A vowels. Jin. Jin is Australian for Jan, by the way. Ooh. And Ross is Riss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we met Riss and Jin. Nice. And Dunkild. Dunkeld. <laughs> Dunkild. I can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not good at Australian accents. It's my curse, my cross to bear. Um, Highly recommend the Great Ocean Road. Uh, Beautiful, gorgeous scenery. Fun road to drive. Uh, Also cuts through beautiful forest lands as well. So, yeah, there you go. Awesome. There you go. That's that's amazing. Uh Thank you, Wendy. You're welcome. We didn't really watch movies while we were on our trip. Yeah, because
0: there's many other things to experience when you're traveling. There
1: was a full day of driving and looking at scenery. So by the time we arrived at our hotel that evening, and they were like, we also have a DVD library for you to check out from. Chris and I were like, oh, yeah, we're fucking doing that. (laughs) <laughs> and so we watched The Man from U.N.C.L.E. <laughs> Isn't it great? I love that movie. I've seen it before. Chris had not. Yeah, it's great. Um, It's a, it such great. a great cast. And I'm so sad it didn't become a series.
0: Is it? Is that your pick this week,
1: Wendy? No. Melissa, I've watched so many movies. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> no, my pick this week is It's a Wonderful Knife. On Shutter. Ah!
0: <laughs>
1: I forgot you're you're in your uh, holiday watching mode. That is exactly right. I have already started watching all my old faves. There's also, um, like Prime. I think is my new go-to. Prime is really delivering mm. on the hallmark quality, hallmark level quality. Movies like Netflix still has all of my old standbys, but Prime is really kicking it up a notch with like really because they've got Candy Cane Lane, Your Christmas or Mine, Xmas like they're really delivering the goods this year. Netflix is falling down a little bit, listeners. But Shudder coming in, Dark Horse on the outside with some <laughs> solid holiday horror programming. I mm-hmm, fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful knife. we've got it scheduled
0: for next week's or rather next sunday's shutter night too so i
1: won't spoil anything for you um obviously it would pair very well with violent night um which is the one where santa claus ends up in a home invasion and like is a badass uh with what's his toes from david harbour
0: as santa claus is the is the selling point of that movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's so solid and fun. So now you've got a double feature with It's a Wonderful Knife listeners. So the premise Mm -hmm. of It's a Wonderful Knife, so solid. Um, Small town, uh, and again, amazing cast because it's uh, the dude from Community, blanking on his name. I'm so terrible with names these days. Um, Mm -hmm. The snarky guy from Community. uh, And Justin Long is in it, Mm -hmm. and Justin Long is the um, old man Potter type character. He is the dude who has all these businesses. He has a wig and teeth in that change his appearance so well, and he's doing something with his voice like, Justin Long is kind of adorable, but I love This older Justin Long who is leaning in to asshole, um, like... Oh, yeah. Like, passive villain roles. I love the choices he's making because he's choosing villains, but they're, they're the worst kind of villains because they're the villains who are able to pretend they're a good guy. right? Right. Like, I'm, I'm reasonable. I'm fine. What? And it's just like, oh, you're such an asshole. Um... He's so smarmy. You're going to love him, Melissa. His performance is so great. Um, So anyway, uh, it's him and the dad is played by the dude from Community, whose name I am blanking on. And he works for Smarmy Justin Long. Okay. Okay. Um, So that's the connection there. And so the teen daughter, right? She's a photographer. Uh, It's her last year college with her best friend and everything. And so on Christmas, suddenly there is a serial killer. And the serial killer comes at the teens while they're at their teen Christmas Eve party. And is killing all kinds of people. And the teenage girl manages to kill him. And... Um yeah. And so sh- she she stops the rampage and I'm going to leave out some key details and then it jumps a year ahead and she's miserable. Um okay. Like in part because she killed this person and like ev- and certain fallout from that is really depressing from her. And everybody else is like, what are you still so upset about? Like leaving aside that she did actually murder someone, right? What are you so upset about? Mm -hmm. And the weight of all this on her leads her to wish that she had never been born. And she gets her wish. And now she's (laughs) transported into the alternate version, alternate universe where she did not successfully kill the psycho killer last Christmas Eve and things are very different and the way they play with it. It is a satisfying slasher with some good kills, um, with a great like contemporary modern slasher vibe. Right. So it's not so much about scaring you as about the fun of the chase. Right. right. Um Like I feel like modern contemporary slashers, it's all about how much can you put your tongue in your cheek this one's uh-huh. definitely having fun with that. Um <laughs> so yeah, and some fun twists and turns along the way. And it's still it still delivers on the holiday spirit in the end. Like like it's it's a slashery good Christmas time. Highly recommend. Highly Ooh, recommend. Hooray. Yeah.
0: I am um, looking forward to seeing it.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, we gotta figure out how to save these streaming original content. When streamers decide that they're not going to keep them available for you anymore. Like, what are we going to do, Melissa? It'll be like TV. You
0: never see it again. No.
1: (laughs) No. Uh, Because it's not true. All of that shit is ending up on YouTube now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this. Oh, I know. Uh, I know.
0: But I mean, it used to be... That's all right. It used to be that, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff was just dispose not disposable entertainment, but it was meant to be you saw it once and then you moved on with your life. So it's it's interesting that we have become a culture where we accumulate recordings of everything. And now we're in some ways not trying to let it go, but where it seems like we're moving back into a region where Entertainment is supposed to be not something you'll hold on to for the rest of your life and revisit all the time. So, it's it's interesting what the expect, expectations are.
1: I like things better now. <laughs> so, Melissa... I know, I know, I'm... I know. I know. What is <laughs> your pick? I will give you one guess. Um... Let's see. raw raw stompy, raw minus one. Yes.
0: Godzilla minus one, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Have you seen it yet?
1: No. Ah. ah. We're so behind on all the Christmas stuff because we didn't get home until after Thanksgiving, and it's really put the crunch on the holidays, trying to fit everything in. And then, of course, there's... Theodora like oh by the way I have a Christmas concert tonight. Thanks for the heads up, kid. Um so yeah, yeah. we're we're a little behind on it. I'm hoping like I don't it it leaves soon though, right? Yeah, it was only a one
0: week uh uh engagement in the US. And it moved to two weeks cuz it was doing so well. So it might be held over for another week. I don't know what its status is, but as of this recording, I think it's done by midweek, unless they extend.
1: Yeah, I don't. So, yeah. I don't see how we're going to get to that this week, which makes me mm-hmm. so sad. I have to just hope there'll be like a re-release or a spe- like the <gasps> Alamo will do something. Um, I apologize for Jack losing his mind in the background.
0: Well, yeah, it happens. So, dear listeners, you've probably seen it going around online. Godzilla Minus One is the latest Toho Godzilla film, uh, the first one since Shin Godzilla, and it is perhaps the best Godzilla movie. And I'm not being hyperbolic on this. It is. It plays like a Kurosawa film, like one of Kurosawa's post-war elegies about being in Japan, post war during the 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 rebuilding of Japan as a new country. It is and then also there's a there's a giant monster in it. So it's absolutely amazing. And it is a blockbuster style monster movie but it was made for fifteen million dollars. That's one five this is like the opposite of the mcu this is amazing yeah it's it is drop dead amazing it is um so the plot is uh this is godzilla set in the days immediately after world war ii like it's uh uh japan like even before as uh it's after the firebombing of tokyo and, oh. um, yeah, and this kamikaze pilot who basically chickened out and landed his plane, uh, saying the plane had problems to because he, he didn't want to commit suicide for Japan. He. He arrives back in firebombed Tokyo. And his family's all gone. He has like Aww. one neighbor left. Everything is it is just charred, blackened, nothing left. And he manages to fall in with this young woman, uh, who also has nobody left. And this young woman has found a baby whose entire family is has gone missing. And so they kind of form this ad hoc family because none of them have anybody else. And, uh, it goes from there. Um, (laughs) and, and where Godzilla comes, where Godzilla comes in is, uh, this is the opening scene to the film. So when he lands his plane, uh, to get it checked out because quote, it's having problems. He, he lands on one of the Pacific islands at this little resupply, uh, place where there's like 10 mechanics he lands there and suddenly Godzilla appears and kills everybody except like like him and one other guy and Ooh. uh the th- the the reason they all die is because the only thing strong enough they think to kill Godzilla this monster that has just shown up is the guns on the plane and the guy gets in the plane and freezes up Huh. And he wasn't able to save the people. So he is in bombed out Tokyo with all this survivor guilt of all these people who have died. And and everybody in the country is asking, what was all that for? We lost. And other people are blaming him for coming home and not sacrificing himself for Japan. He's blaming himself. Uh, it, and it's... This is all the stuff that's happening. Like this is the primary Jeez. plot line. This is not this is not a Godzilla film of old where the the humans are just kind of accessories. They just kind of have this plot that happens while, you know, big monster giant attacks. This is amazing. <laughs> it is really really amazing. So uh yeah. I'm Godzilla looking minus 1 folks. To it.
1: I mean, at the very least, obviously, we'll see it when it becomes available to rent. But I really wanted to see it on the big screen. (laughs) Well, right
0: now, there's still opportunities to do that. It might get extended. I mean, it's... Even for having limited theater run, it's been doing just gangbusters business. This is a Godzilla movie with like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with both critics and the audiences. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Like, who'd have thought? (laughs) I wouldn't have thought. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. And of course, in the wake of this, you know, this just it stuns everybody. And of course, uh, legendary who is making the American Godzilla movies over here they They just released their trailer for their new thing, uh, which is coming up in a few months. And there's like, uh, Godzilla has pink, pink spikes now. And it, it, <laughs> it looks absolutely, you know, overproduced and goofy and kind of like how they've been rolling with the American Godzilla films. And, uh, <laughs> I, I seem to, Recall an anecdote about Gareth Edwards seeing Godzilla Minus One and going, Oh, goddamn. <laughs> uh huh. Because Toho actually knows what the fuck they're doing <laughs> with Godzilla movies.
1: Well, they, yeah. Like, let's, they set yeah. their feet on a path, and now that path is laid out for them. That being said, I'm excited to watch the Monarch TV series. I feel like I've heard that, that's great. I feel like that will be fun because um, the the legendary movies have been real hit or miss. Um, I I agree.
0: So, yeah, there are things I like and things I don't like about them. Um, they're having fun, and so yeah,
1: they absolutely are. I mean, I are. get that.
0: And yep. amen to um, the Monarch series for being on one of the very few streaming channels that I still have because I pretty much have cut myself off of most of them
1: because right? it's That's, getting
0: ridiculous.
1: We are, we're about to start cutting some of ours as well, because number one, they all hiked themselves ridiculously. Uh-huh. And, and mm-hmm. then like, I'm sorry, my mother is retired. Yes. I would like her to stay on my account. The hell. Thank you. Um, right. Like, let me let me share with who I want to share, dickweeds. Um yeah. but then there's just also like we just don't watch content on a lot of these platforms. Like we just yeah. don't. So and uh consistently I like Apple's content. So yeah, and also we're an Apple household and we've got like Apple Music and like we do the whole package where I get news and music. And Apple TV and like, you know, the whole package and it's kind of awesome and I love it. So, yeah, Apple yeah, Apple I TV Plus same. is not going away for us, especially because right. For All Mankind Season 4 is about to come out. Right. <laughs> Very excited.
0: Yeah, what we're probably going to do is just cycle through the ones that aren't keepers, like have Netflix for two months, watch stuff off of that, cancel it. You know, re-up on Max, catch up on it, cancel it, and uh, do that. But right now, my keepers are Apple, and I've got Prime because, you know, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, And I have Shudder and Criterion, and those are all mine. And Fess additionally has Crackle for anime, so.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm.
0: But all the rest, we're we're dropping Peacock, we're dropping Paramount, we've dropped uh, Netflix and Max, and God, what else did we have?
1: We're dropping uh, Disney. Hulu, Disney, Ugh. yeah, Gone. Disney can kind of <laughs> suck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, Melissa, that
0: that does not make me happy. Let's let's talk about happy things. Yes. What has made you happy in the last week, Wendy?
1: I okay. It, I, I need more of it. I need more of it. It's so great. Um, Fathom okay. Events, doing their movie showings of recorded Broadway shows. Yes, please, more. Oh, yeah. Like, and also, like, yeah. the people who show up are exactly the cross section of people that I want to hang with. Like everybody's like so respectful, but laughing out loud, applauding lightly after the numbers, like just, Oh, that was so good. And so we went and saw waitress, the musical fathom events yesterday. And so waitress, of course, the early aughts film, um, written and directed by Adrian Shelley, who sadly was murdered. Um, Uh, starring uh, Carrie Russell, Nathan Fillion as well. So they turned it into a Broadway musical with music and lyrics written by Sarah Bareilles. I love her. So it's really great, poppy, like very listenable songs. And it's such a great, such a great, cute story. And um, uh, sadly for Sarah Bareilles, it debuted in 2016 on Broadway. And if you don't know, that is the year of Hamilton. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't it didn't win shit. Um right. But they Sarah Borellis stepped into the leading role for a while. Mm-hmm. It was originated by um uh Jesse Mueller. Who, if you're Broadway people, if you're a Broadway person, you know who that is. Originally, she played the lead character and waitress, but Sarah Bareilles actually stepped into the role for a while, and so that is what they recorded. So it's Sarah Bareilles who wrote the music, starring in the show, and it means I finally got to see this musical that's art not on Broadway anymore, and that I really mm-hmm. liked the soundtrack too, and it was delightful. Yes, it brought us so much joy and i just need this to happen more often yes please like i will even pay thirty dollars a ticket tickets weren't that expensive for this one i will happily pay thirty dollars a ticket because it's still less than the god knows how many hundreds up to thousands that you know trying to get a broadway ticket for a hot show can be plus the plus the expense of getting there. So, yes, us out here in the hinterlands would like to see Broadway. Thank you very much. Give me more Broadway. Oh, yeah. So that is something that brought me joy this week. What about you, Melissa?
0: Well, I'll just add that, you know, Fathom, I think they're still doing this, but I know that in the past they were also doing, like, the full uh, Met season. On yep fathomed so you could see all the operas every year Mm -hmm. and uh what living in minneapolis i can get lots of opera here too but first of all it ain't the met but but also not everybody lives in in arts heavy town and not even larger metropolitan areas might not have a decent Mm -hmm. opera company so
1: now they just need to do ballet like get the trifecta yes
0: yes
1: Absolutely. Right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: All right. So, my thing, I already sent it to you earlier this week, Wendy. <laughs> it's a song by Mr. Nicky about ancient Mesopotamia.
1: Euphrates <laughs> <laughs> River. By the Euphrates River, by the Euphrates River, by the Euphrates River,
0: by the Euphrates River, U- River. Yes. Oh, dear listeners, I will link it in the show notes so you can enjoy it by, for yourselves. It is, it is dorky, and it has been in my head nonstop since Fest showed it to me a couple days ago.
1: It's also <laughs> like really 3 a.m. I'm awake. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's. It's also like Schoolhouse Rock for the raps. <laughs> so, like it's yes! really covering good, like Sumerian and Babylonian history. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I love. I love that it's so catchy that
0: like, in uh, like three a.m. I'm awake and in my brain is just the Euphrates River, the Euphrates River. <laughs>
1: Listeners, it's crank that soldier boy, except they've rewritten it to be about the history of the of the Tigris Euphrates yep. River Valley and the early civilizations yep. that formed there. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it is a beautiful so, yeah. thing. It really is.
0: <laughs> it, it really does bring me joy, Wendy.
1: Pink. <laughs> Bing bing Uh, bing, do do the Euphrates River. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that that's a good choice, Melissa, because that I think that's bringing a lot of people joy. (laughs) I think so too. I
0: I shall spread the joy forward from here. Uh, Also, uh, I'm looking forward to this week. Later this week, I set a night to. uh, Okay, so a little bit of history. At my house, every other week or so, we have a movie night where people come over and for like the last six or seven years, it's been martial arts movie night. And we had this huge, huge long list of martial arts movies. We were watching like the history of martial arts movies. And uh, in the middle of it, uh, a pandemic happened. So it took us a couple extra years to finish it. It it finally finished. We finally uh, finished with John Woo's... um, Red Cliff, which is fantastic. Ah. And and I might note, it's the real Red Cliff, not the one that they released in the U.S. At, as like 130 minutes. No, it's a five and a half hour long one, <laughs> which can oh, be geez. found on Voodoo. Uh, but uh, we, have, we are now moving into the first night of Spielberg Night, because we're just going through the entire history of Steven Spielberg and various projects he's been involved in and we're starting because it's christmas we are starting motherfuckers with gremlins and yes we're also (laughs) watching gremlins too so that's happening this week i'm very excited uh a lot of other people are very excited because it's fucking gremlins and it's going to be christmas god damn it it's going to be
1: christmas god damn it that's fantastic (laughs) yay
0: yay We'll close it right here because Wendy and I could, um, of course, keep talking indefinitely. But this is a podcast and we should keep it short and brief, even though, you know, we're above the like half hour mark right now. So thank you for joining us, dear listeners. (laughs) And We we hope we have brought you some joy and uh, perhaps some knowledge about Australia. So I have been Melissa and I have been joined by Wendy. And we will be back with you probably next week. For once, hooray! Yeah, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we back, We'll be back at you uh, next time we see you. Hear you. You hear us. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive almost every week. You can find us on iTunes and on other podcatchers. You can also visit us and listen at our website, xanaducinema.com.
0: All the phlegm is working out we're working out in my head. <laughs> Give me a second. It's that season. All the gross gross noises. <clears throat> <clears throat>